And welcome back to the Livingston Parish News Weekly Show, a podcast brought to you by the Livingston Parish News. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news, and we have a special guest today, uh, probably one of the more high-profile people. We've had stopped through the booth here at the Livingston Parish News. I'm going to give him a few seconds to introduce himself. Good morning, sir. How are you? McHugh, I'm fantastic. To the listeners, this is Bill Cassidy, United States Senator, with the privilege of representing Livingston Parish in the great state of Louisiana. So today, and uh, privilege is a great word to use, <laughs> a man of service, uh, also a doctor. Uh, so, you know, kind of came by that honestly. So today we are talking about uh, Infrastructure and Jobs Act. It's a big deal, quite a bit of money uh, that was pushed forward for that. It has a lot of different purposes. We're going to kind of work through each one real quick. Uh, one of the first ones I want to talk about is a little one that actually is a big deal here. Uh, Buddy Mincy, uh, Representative Buddy Mincy, worked through the state to put together a committee to work on this, but it is a um, expropriation uh, of funding to advance broadband, put it out in rural areas, and we need that here. So tell us a little bit about um, your participation in this bill and how much uh, that part meant, especially to Louisiana, where I think it uh, over 40% of residents do not have access to broadband, at least not yet. I was one of eight senators helping to negotiate. Uh, and my staff was one of eight offices helping to negotiate. The rural broadband, or I should say the making sure that all have broadband, uh, was one of the big components. Louisiana, on a per capita basis, will get more money than any other state to make sure that all of us have access to high-speed affordable internet. This is huge. Now, if you're in a parish or a city that has pretty good internet, it doesn't really matter to you, but I can promise you, if you're in St. Helena, and all of a sudden, you're not relying upon a Wi-Fi, but you're going to have fiber optic, St. Helena has a chance to change. If you're a rural portion of Livingston, all of a sudden, you're going to have fiber optic. That is just going to be a game changer. Your child can study, I don't know, Mandarin online. If you got telemental health issues for the other child, that can have that online. If one of the parents is telecommuting to New Orleans or to Dallas or Atlanta, they can do that online. It's just as a game changer for economic development, for the family, it's great for a state. So uh, another portion of that, and those are called gumbo grants, by the way. That's what they were dubbed when they finally made it down to the state level, and then they'll be distributed here, uh, an apt name, I would suppose. Uh, the other portion, there are several portions of this, but another portion is roads and bridges. Of course, yeah. it's an infrastructure act. Uh, I know uh, I read some statistics that well over 40% of roads and uh, mostly bridges uh, in Louisiana are dealing with bad, uh, bad pads. They just, they're not built, um, or they're just old, you know, they need to be replaced. Uh, so knowing being from a state where bridges are always important, we have so many waterways, uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, the roads and bridges portion of this bill. Louisiana is getting $5.9 billion for roads and bridges, 1.2 billion more than we would have received otherwise. And when it comes to the bridges component of that, Louisiana is receiving third best on a per capita basis in the nation, I am told. And some of the big projects will be, for example, expanding the new Mississippi River Bridge between East Baton Rouge and West Baton Rouge Parish. But the state legislature, they stepped up, they stepped up matching dollars, and they were, and we're now having, I think, 300 bridges being built across our state. And this is gonna happen in the next five, five years at the outset out it might be a few few years more 
but but it won't be in the by and by it's going to be here and now uh, along that was by the way as well to complete the sixth laning of the i-12 through the florida parishes and i can give you project after major project across the state and so we know one of our pent-up needs is taking care of our roads and bridges this doesn't totally solve it it goes a long way hey starting somewhere uh is is a big deal we know Probably about eight years ago, it came out that DOTD had, uh, Louisiana DOTD had such a huge backlog, uh, uh, you know, well into the nine figures. Uh, and trying to find a way uh, to fund that was always a back and forth, a back and forth. So being able to find some federal dollars to help with some of that, of course, is very useful. Of course, another part of that is disaster resiliency. Uh, you know, first and foremost, want to talk about coastal restoration. Uh, and the reason I bring that up, a lot of people in Livingston Parish may say, why should I care about coastal restoration? It's important to note that Livingston Parish, because of saltwater uh, intrusion into Lake Pardons Train and to a certain extent Lake Maurepas, is now a coastal parish. We suffer from uh, wind, coastal winds and things like that, raising water levels and that sorts of thing. So tell us a little bit about first the course, coastal restoration, Ooh, that's hard to say early in the morning, uh, portion of the bill. So, so McHugh, we got, there, we got several parts of that. One, there's $3 billion going to rebuild coastline and areas hit by natural disasters um, in, in the six years previous to the passage of the bill. Now that basically means that Louisiana and, and the New England area, or New York, New Jersey, gets a lot of money uh, because they got hit by Superstorm Sandy, and we've been hit by multiple hurricanes. Now, Lower Livingston, that is a coastline. And so there's going to be benefits from these different packages for things such as that. The Bayou region of our state, Lafourche Terrebonne, has received the most so far. It is already working to prevent flooding in those areas. By the way, it's already working to give people a lot of work. The construction firms from across our state are bidding on those contracts, winning those contracts, employing people in Louisiana to fulfill those contracts. There's another portion. There's a fund called the Lake Pontchartrain Restoration Fund. Now, it turns out Livingston's one of the parishes that can benefit. That's been receiving roughly, I think it was $1 million a year. Uh, that's now increased to $10 million a year for five years. And so if you're in the watershed area, that your parish has a potential to benefit. And it can go not just for resiliency, i.e. to keep from flooding, but it can also help with uh, sewer and water, which a lot of my coastal communities have that problem. Last thing to mention, uh, I could mention a couple more. Uh, one more thing to mention. There's, one, there's $3 billion in the bill for flood mitigation. Now, now Livingston's receiving $1.6 billion recently to help mitigate flood to raise homes, otherwise do things that make you le less likely to flood. Of that $3 billion, it's supposed to be allocated to areas which have flooded in the last 10 years. I'm told, don't know if it's true, but I think it's true, Louisiana has submitted 50% of the claims to the National Flood Insurance Program over the last 10 years. Do the math, we could get as much as $1.5 billion to help mitigate risk of flooding. That's great. We don't want 2016 again. And so if we can mitigate that risk, uh, that's best for us all. Uh, last thing to say, because this is considered a coastal parish, I'm also working to increase the amount of revenue that comes to Louisiana from offshore oil and gas drilling. And that money is split up. Our state uses the state money for coastal restoration, but coastal parishes also get money 
for that same purpose. And that would come back to Livingston Parish. So in a variety of ways, we're working to make our state more resilient. And I want to talk about that for a second. Uh, resiliency, you know, Denim on August 29th is going to be hosting a um, sort of town hall slash informational meeting at City Hall about elevating your home and whether or not you qualify. Uh, of course, that program is anywhere from a 75% to 100% match to raise your house above base flood uh, and higher if there's local free board. However, one of the resiliency things that is part of this package is, uh, you know, we've seen it here, uh, especially after Ida, and we've seen it in Texas, and that is energy grid um, reinforcement. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, man. There's $3 billion in that package to help resil with resiliency. There's, um, um, so think of trying to stop, trying to stop light pole, uh, uh, electric poles from falling down. There's $3 billion for this so-called distributed energy. You want to put solar panels on your roof, get a battery so that when the electricity goes out, you're still getting you're still getting current and you have the battery to store to keep your house running for like four hours or five hours or six hours. There's money for that. And then there's three billion to put them back in. Now I just spoke to a couple guys from Demco this morning and Demco is applying for some of these dollars. You can apply for some of these dollars. You need help figuring out how to do this, contact my office. Again, Bill Cassidy, the office number 225 929-7711. But there are dollars to help individuals weatherize their home. Uh, boy, my gosh, with all this heat, wouldn't you want to make sure your home is more weatherized? And money, if you want to put to help to help you kind of get a program to have some renewable energy. You want solar panels. And I'll say one more thing. After Ida, I was down in Jefferson Parish. The guy who had solar panels and batteries, he still had lights on when everybody else's lights were off. So this can help with your personal resiliency if that next big storm comes. So that's the last thing I want to talk about. Unfortunately, we've only got a few minutes for you, but I mean, you are a very busy man. Cost of resiliency versus cost of recovery. You've brought down billions uh, uh, in funding between uh, you and uh, other Congress people from Louisiana and, and your uh, cohort in the Senate, uh, John Kennedy. But obviously a lot less money for resiliency, but it goes further, I would say. What are your comments on resiliency versus recovery as we wrap up? A stitch in nine saves nine. And I can tell you in the Bayou region where they have a, so, so, so Terrebonne and Lafourche, they've been invested in this for a while. Uh, and so they had a, their last big storm came on Ida. And there was an area that they've been building levees. It stopped the surge. And they said, without that structure, 10,000 homes would have flooded. The only place that did flood was the area where they had not completed the structure. Now we can, re and we've got to build resiliency. We're getting more storms, uh, we're getting more big rains, and we can build in that resiliency that keeps us safe. Uh, one more thing I should mention, I'm just thinking of Livingston when this bill comes up. Uh, we have a provision in there that helps communities build storm drainage systems with more capacity. What happened in 2016, it totally overwhelmed everything. Now, maybe there's nothing we could have done then that was such a big rain, but, but, but if you can make the capacity of your storm water drainage system bigger, you're less likely to flood when that next big rain comes. Uh, now, we've got these dollars out here for state and local leadership. 
And I just want to just give a shout out to some of our state legislators. You got some great ones in here. You mentioned one already, Valerie Hodges, um, Eddie Lambert, Clay Schneider. They all got a piece of this. I'm leaving some of that. Bodie White. Uh, they've been really good at working with these federal dollars to help make it better for our communities. Uh, so if we can keep that partnership, uh, me and the state and the, and the federal legislature, those guys and gals in the state legislature with your local leadership, bringing those dollars here, then our communities can be safer. Well, that seems like a great place to end it. I know that you guys have got to run. So if you will reintroduce yourself, sir, as we take off here. McHugh, thanks for having me. This is Bill Cassidy. I'm here to serve. If you've got a problem that you need to help, uh, you need help with, whether it's a, uh, a veteran's benefit, a Social Security benefit, a passport issue, you name it, I'm just please asking you to call our office, 225-929-7711. McHugh, if I can finish with this. Scripture says that the greatest among you shall be your servant. I tell my staff, I want us to be the greatest office. They embrace that ethic. Yes, sir, and I work with all of them pretty closely, uh, and it's always a pleasure to work with them. So again, uh, thank you, sir, for taking the time this morning. We appreciate you uh, gracing our booth here. And again, my name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Appreciate you guys out there for joining us for the Livingston Parish News Weekly Show, podcast brought to you by the Livingston Parish News. Please remember the news is on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. Once a week in print on Thursdays at $7 a month to get that in your mailbox. We're also online, www.livingstonparishnews.com. We appreciate you joining us. We'll see you next time.